0: Everyone here, Jared from Alamo Audible here to introduce a fantastic guest interview that we had. This is actually an interview that ran on our YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, make sure you go do that. Just search for Alamo Audible and we'll pop right up. So this is an interview with the man himself, Mr. 210, Frank Harris. What an honor to have him uh, you know, come on and, and chat with us. And uh, we just want to say thanks to all of our staff who helped put this together. You know, Clayton Benavidez ran the interview and did a great job, um, you know, asking Frank these questions and and getting to know him a little bit better. And uh, Aaron Livingston did all the video editing and did a lot of the coordination. And Eric Guajardo was there to capture the video for us and uh, got multiple camera angles and all that. We rented out a studio for it. Top-notch production. I'm so proud of the team for putting this together, and of course, we couldn't have done it without Frank being uh, so accommodating and and so friendly and, and down to work with us and and be very candid and, and forthcoming and telling his story and you know some of the struggles and that he went through UTSA and and some of the glory as well. You know some of the doubts, some of the uncertainty. Um, I feel like we know a lot about Frank, but I still learned a lot of new things in this interview. So we are publishing this as audio on our podcast feed. You know, mostly for the folks that uh, just follow us you know, here through the podcast and may not follow us on, on YouTube. But I highly, highly recommend heading over to our YouTube channel and checking out the video uh, portion of this interview. Uh, we also had another segment with Frank as well where we actually played him some of his top highlights uh, from his college days and, and got his reaction, his breakdown. Uh, posted some teaser clips of those on social media, and uh, they went pretty wild. People were loving it. So be sure to check that out as well we're not publishing the audio for that because it's kind of hard to follow without seeing the play on the screen right uh, but yeah that was fantastic so just want to say thanks to, again to everyone who made this happen um it, it's been a great start to 2024 for us here at alma audible and we're truly just getting started we've got so many marquee guests lined up so so stay tuned and uh, thank you to everyone who subscribes to us on patreon and supports us financially. Um, Your help is absolutely instrumental in making things like these happen. And I feel like we've been pitching the vision uh, to you guys, to the investors for years that, you know, we we reinvest that money into making a better product. And I hope you're seeing um, the fruits of that uh, with this interview, as well as others that we have lined up. So thank you guys all again once more. And I'll uh, go ahead and segment us in to this interview between Clayton and Frank.
1: start out with Frank is uh, first I want to thank you for being here with us of you know, obviously you're a busy man you're like in everything on social media that I see you're in million places at once <laughs> I see you at so many different companies I'm like you have to have some sort of teleportation <laughs> device you know I'm like can you speak upon you know like how busy you are right now uh, post UTSA
2: um, honestly you know even during season while I was playing football I literally was busy all the time like always busy um you know, Coach always said, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. And mine is, I'm just so nice. Um, I just never can say no. So, yeah. um, you know, Coach tells me, my parents tell me like, eventually you gotta start telling people, you can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing it, you know, till, <laughs> till I don't know when. And they're like, you don't get burnt out. But I just enjoy doing stuff, you know, for people. Um, even something like this. I mean, I wasn't doing nothing this morning. Um, I was gonna sleep in maybe a little bit, <laughs> but, you know, I, it's, nothing, it's not affecting me to come out here and do this for y'all, um, speak, speak a little bit about you know, my experiences um, and stuff like that. So I, I really enjoy it. Um, however I can help people and uh, talking to people, kind of sharing my story, trying to help people out. And um, I just enjoy doing, doing what I really do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we really love having you. And I have to also say that when it comes to you know, G5 football, um, you don't get a lot of QBs like you around a lot so like you know not everybody's coming in setting records for you know a university and the program and You know, it's it's just fantastic. We Wanted to have you I brought up this idea a long time. I, I wanted to have you I was like as soon as we can do this I want to do this because No other from what I understand There's no other G5 QB has done like a sit-down interview postseason uh, they usually just go straight to the next level, and they don't really talk about much about their college career, but their stats speak for themselves. You know, specifically like Kellen Moore, and et cetera. So I thought that this would be a really awesome opportunity to hear you speak upon uh, your football experiences. Sure. So, uh, going off of that, I uh, just want you know reflecting off your time at UTSA, you you know you started with uh, Coach Wilson and ended with Coach Trailer. Um, can you you know speak upon like the drastic change, obviously that came about in that athletic program? Uh,
2: I'm, I'm forever in debt to, to Coach Wilson. Yeah, you know, my senior year, when I already committed to UTSA, I took my ACL. Um, and he honored my scholarship then. I come in UTSA, uh, I think it was my, I redshirted, come back the next year. I was like the starter for like three days mm-hmm. to my other ACL, honored my scholarship still. Um, and. I always told him, I'm, I'm forever in debt to you because, you know, you could have easily treated me differently, taken me out of a scholarship. Um, I told him ACL twice, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, with, with one, with one coach. So he seen me tear in high school and then come there, beat a, beat a guy for three days and then tear it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kept me on scholarship, you know, kept me around a guy. So um, that was, that was pretty special then, you know, we didn't win a lot, uh, many games mm-hmm. uh, during, during that time. You know, we were going through a, a rebuilding phase. Um, so I've, I've got to experience both sides, you know, not really winning. Nobody in Alamodome, uh, not getting any recognition in the city from UTSA to Coach Taylor coming in, winning lots of games, two back to back college championships and the city on fire, you know, about UTSA. So it was just pr- pretty cool, uh, pretty special, um, humbling experience from 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 both sides. Uh, great, great career. Um, to, to to witness both aspects of it, um, in that sense, and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world.
1: So, uh, we talked about this, you know, before the camera started. But you spoke upon Vince Young being, you know, one of your biggest, you know, QB idols. Um, was there also any? I'm sure you had multiple growing up.
2: Uh, you know, growing up, um, I could I literally could recall a whole Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. on the '06 Rose Bowl, from the '05 season with. Uh, Vince Young and Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I fell in love. I was literally like, I'm going to UT. Mm-hmm. I'm playing quarterback. I'm be number ten. Vince Young. I'm, I'm gonna be that. I'm, I'm going to be just like him. Um, and then, you know, I was a big Vince Young fan, and of course, you know, Michael Vick. So, um, just watching greats growing up, mm-hmm. that kind of inspired you. Um, that, that's kind of where uh, it led me. Especially Michael Vick wearing number seven. He was a left-handed guy. Mm-hmm. He could run the ball, throw the ball. I'm like, I'm modeling my game just after him. I mean, I want to be able yeah. to have defenses struggling, trying to defend me. You know, you take away my, my run game, I'm going pass. You take away my pass, I'm running. Um, so I just kind of model my game after him as well. And, you know, I just, as much as I can imitate him growing up, you know, that's what I did.
1: So many great QBs that have gone through college yeah. through the years. And no, no doubt that you are definitely one of the many, you know, because, you know, n- not many qu- quarterbacks can come in and just, put up insane numbers like you do. You, you broke, I can't even tell how while, many records you've broken, Frank. It's you know? a while,
2: though. You know, those first couple seasons were, were tough um, for me personally and, you know, for the team. So it wasn't always, you know, breaking records, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, being a guy. I'm sure some of the fans probably want, didn't want me to be the guy after the first couple seasons, first couple games. Um, but, you know, that's just what it is, you know, what sports, just sticking with it and, uh, you know, battling through that adversity.
1: And so, you know, going into that, within the program coach trailer started the uh single digit process and i was just wondering you know what does it mean to players and what does it mean to the coaching staff as well because players is one thing you know uh voting for the player to get it but for coaches too that are not you know coach trailer how do they also idolize it as well because it's an interesting aspect i don't think a lot of people talk about sometimes yeah i
2: remember at first you know he brought the idea up and we all like that sounds like little kid stuff. Like, yeah. But in my head, I'm, as long as I get seven, I'm good. I'm not yeah. even worried about it. Um, <clears throat> and i never forget, I was, I was laying down, just, just hanging out, and Coach Trailer called me. He was like, hey, you've been voted into the, the single digit on the area code, two, one, or the zero. Uh, which one do you want to be? I'm like, neither, <laughs> like none of them. I'm number seven, yeah. like, that's good. Yeah. He was like, nah, but I really want you to be the 2000." I'm like, coach, like I've been number seven my whole life um, and I'm not changing my number. He was like, all right, call me back. You sure you don't want to be in 200? I'm like, coach, I'm good. Like I told you, I'm number seven. It's all right. So then I thought about it. I'm like changing my number because at that time I was number six mm-hmm. uh, when I first got here because uh, Kerry Thomas was number seven. He was an older guy. Um, so then whenever he left, I got to number seven. And then now you wanna change my number again to zero or two or to one? I'm like, no, like my parents got jerseys made again. Like they was already <laughs> mad at me, they had a switch. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So he keep talking to me. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll be number zero. First, it's the first year ever you could be number zero. Yeah. If I'm gonna change my number, I'll be a number nobody's ever has had. Um, contrast start my own legacy, you know, that way. And uh, he's like, okay, let's do that. Then he called me back. Actually, you can't be zero, Rashad Wilson's zero. I'm like, coach, <laughs> no. I'm telling you right now, you, I'm number zero. Tell Rashad to be two or the one. I'm number zero. Like, that's like little bro. He gonna, he gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. And well, can y'all figure it out? I call Sh- Rashad, bro. You don't have to be number two or the one. I'm number zero. He like, bro, no, bro, I'm number zero. I already told him. So I'm like, bro, coach, I'm not changing my number to two or one, so we gonna have to figure something out. Then he called me back, he was like, hey, uh, you think y'all wanna double up? I'm like, what you mean? He was like, well, y'all both could be number zero cause he on offense. I mean, you're on offense, he on defense and you're not on any special teams. So y'all both could be zero. So I called Shaw back. I'm like, hey, you wanna double up, be both zeros? He was like, yeah, let's do it. I called coach like, hey, we both in, like two zeros. Um, <laughs> and you know, the rest is history. So uh, it was pretty cool, pretty special. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. I don't know how people get me and him confused. Like, you see how bad built he is? Like, that is so... He's a big dude. Yes, he is. He's like five, six, a bowling ball. Like, he does not look like me. Like, why is everybody confused with zeroes Is what? Nah, but uh, I love being zero with him. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a cool, special thing. You know, Coach Trella eventually was trying to get rid of, you know, voting in the single digits. And, uh, you know, we went back and told him, like, you know, we actually enjoy it. It's pretty yeah. special. You know, guys go out there, spring ball and all those things, and go fight for those single digits, and it means a lot. You know, if you represent, you wear one of those numbers, especially two or one or zero, um, and the coaches staff as well. So we don't take that lightly. If you see one of those guys in the single digit, um, they just held to a higher standard, especially the area code, two to one or zero. So um, it's going to be something that Coach Trader probably gonna carry on for the rest of his life.
1: Yeah. That. And even you know the uh, the turnover triangle y'all have too. Y'all didn't have that before either. It's a pretty new trend that defense is starting to have yeah. as well. So I thought that would be pretty cool that he uh, they implemented yep. on the sidelines. Yeah, you well. we know, I
2: don't, that's really that's defensive. Yeah, stuff. That's, uh, no, absolutely. But, but somebody but, created that for us. It was pretty cool. He kind of just made it. Um, came up with the idea to, to coach trailer. He kind of told us about it. Um, we fell in love with it, and we were like, man, we go, we love it. So defense, I mean, they go crazy over. It. So.
1: Let's travel back in time a little bit to before you committed to UTSA. What was your recruiting process like for you? Did, was it, would you say it's like the same and how different would it be between now and before the NIL era? Oh
2: man, it's crazy how it is nowadays. I mean, it's insane. And there's just no loyalty, you know, and mm-hmm. I know when I was getting recruited, you know, my dad told me, once you commit somewhere, you better, you ain't going nowhere else. You better hope and pray. Wherever you go, that better be the place. So, I'll never forget one time I was, I was thinking about it for for a while and randomly I told my parents, I am you to say, it was like, what, what made you come up with this decision? I just thought about it, prayed about it. I just felt like it's best for me. My dad said, okay, keep that between us. You make this public, you not decommitting. So you better hope, you know, you, yeah. you stick to your word. And ever since then, you know, I was just big on loyalty, you know, in, in a sense like that. So, um, you know, nowadays NIL, uh, People don't even know when NIL first came out, I wasn't getting nothing. I ain't getting no NIL deals. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just kept my head down, um, played, didn't really say much, won a conference championship, still wouldn't even really get money. Mm-hmm. But that's not why you go play college yeah. football. You go for the education mm-hmm. and play football. Mm-hmm. Everything else take care of itself. You know, I was fortunate enough to come back the next year um, and I was very blessed with NIL. So I just, it's just crazy nowadays, you know, kids just worry about that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and. That's not why you come and play college football. You take care of that, take care of your classwork, um, everything else to take care of itself. And, you know, I was a firm believer in that and I was fortunate enough to, to, to go out there and, uh, you know, receive the benefits.
1: Yeah, because you were, uh, you were getting closely looked at by Texas State, from what I understand, correct?
2: Uh, back in high school?
1: Back in high school. Yeah, so that,
2: that, I narrowed it down to uh, UTSA and Texas State. Um, I really wanted to go far. My parents was like, you go far, I don't know if we're gonna be able to come see you play. And I'm like, uh, uh Yeah, about that. I'm, I taught a far school, I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I can leave too far. Uh they came down to Texas State and uh U T S A and um I talked to, you know, a lot of the guys like, you know, Jar mm-hmm. um, kinda like a family friend, been known him since I was a little kid. Of course. Um, asked him how he liked his experience, at UTSA, um, Brandon Armstrong. kinda of kind of the OGs um, that I knew since I was a little kid, asked him how they enjoyed it at UTSA. And they said they enjoyed it, um, never went to San Marcos. So I was like, man, it would be pretty cool to, to live somewhere, um, probably like San Marcos area. Um, so I really thought about it, but I just felt, I just felt home, you know, at UTSA. So um, I was like, man, I'm just going go down the road. And like, growing up, you know, we never went to that side of town. So, I mean, I went over there, I'm using GPS like everybody else, yeah. you know, everybody think I'm from over there. I'm not from over there. Mm-hmm. I'm from 30 minutes away. And if you know, if you're from over where I'm from, we don't go. Yeah. We don't pass. We don't even get to Stone Oak. You, you don't pass Rolling Oaks Mall. Yeah. Like you don't go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over there, and it was like a whole nother world. So it was like pretty cool. But I'm only 30 minutes away, so all my family and friends are still close. But it's a whole nother world to where I'm experiencing everything like a, a new college student would.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean you know, you talked about, you know, you, you, you know, sad and you thought about it, put thought into it, put prayers into it. Uh, but ultimately like, what would you say the determining factor was, was for going to UTSA?
2: Um, you know, during the recruiting process, somebody told me, I forgot who it was. They told me, you know, don't go to a school for coaches, go to a university to where if you were to never play your sport again, you could still attend. And you know, that hit hard to me, you know, coaches come and go all the time. So, uh, Frank Selfo, who was recruiting me, was a big part of it as well. Co- Coach Wilson, of course. Um, just UTSA as a whole, like I said, it was close to home. I just feel like if I wanted to play football again, um, I just love the, the culture at UTSA. Yeah. It was very diverse um, and it was growing. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed everything about it. They had a small, t- like a small college vibe, but then also a big college vibe. You kind of get both. Mm-hmm. Some classes might be 30 people, like a little high school. <laughs> Some is 300, yeah. like a big university. Mm-hmm. So you got a, you know, you got a, a good vibe in, in in that sense. And like I said, I was close to my family um, and I just prayed about it. And, you know, what, what better place to, to go than a, a building program from, you know, I think I came, it wasn't even a 10-year program yet. So everything was still new and I wanted to be a part of something special. And uh, fortunate I was.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I have to say, like speaking upon the city of San Antonio, it, it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country, but again, it feels like, one of the smallest because you just know everybody. Everybody know everybody everybody and somebody knows somebody who can help you you with something. Yeah, and so I just, you know, that's really awesome that you speak upon the city like that because I feel like it's not said enough, you know, and it's one of the fastest growing cities again in the country. So, um, but to go back, uh, you know, to your recruiting process, um, Frank Wilson, or Coach Wilson was a big factor in your recruiting process. you know what was your reaction when he got let go?
2: You know, I, I only played in my first two seasons. I didn't play at all. Um, my it, my third year, um, I played three games. Started the fourth game, got hurt, had shoulder surgery. So I mean, I was on. I only played under him. You know, for three games. So um, he had three seasons already. And you know, like I said, when you get recruited, you don't go to to university for for your for your coach. And at that time, I was. I was hurt, so I heard what I'm playing anyway. So, um, you know, whenever we got let go, it was just one of those things like, you know, it's, it's part of the business, so to speak. We didn't know who we were gonna get, so everybody was kind of like, what, what, what are we doing? We're we we gonna transfer? And I know my mom would tell me, like, you're not going nowhere. You're gonna graduate first, then you can do whatever you wanna do. But you're gonna graduate. I'm like, what you talking about? Like, what if, you better figure it out, but you're not going nowhere because you're going to lose credits. I'm like, man. So I remember, uh, I think it was Pete Golden in, in the running. Um, Graham Harrell, which I had a relationship with him. Of course, you know, like I said, big UT fan. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a quarterback at Tech, you know, Michael Crabtree. Mm-hmm. Knew him. He was at North Texas, so he recruited him at North Texas. Um, and then Pete Golden was, you know, the the D.C. Um, whenever I was a freshman in UTSA. So I'm hitting I'm I'm trying to get at least one of them. I'm trying to make sure the head coach I got, I guess my mama told me I ain't leaving, so I better make sure we have the next guy here. I know. And you know. Yeah. Um, and they said Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer. Who <laughs> is Jeff Trailer? Like, who is this guy? Yeah. He look corny, like, this dude is not to <laughs> come here and take us to the promised land. Like <laughs> and I was just like, man, let's just give him a chance. Everybody like, bro, mm-hmm. a chance, like so you know he was at arkansas he, like, i hit like Raheem boyd up i hit somebody else up a tight end forgot his name um, and one somebody else that used to play with me was at arkansas with him so i hit him up and everybody spoke very highly of him I mean, they spoke highly of him coach lunny all the coaches g buck i'm like y'all sure like now nah, i'll tell you you're gonna love him i'm like i don't know so the first interview he had, um, I went down there to the to the dome, heard him speak, talked to him. Um, I mean, and the rest is history.
1: Yeah, yeah. He definitely seemed uh, an interesting guy coming in. Oh, 100%. I, you know, I, there was I'm sure there was many candidates that UTSA could hire, but
2: and I'm like, well, who is this guy? And I go to Dr. Campos, like Dr. Campos. <laughs> we ain't want to go get P. Golden and the, like Graham Hero. We want to get somebody else. She like, trust me, like y'all are gonna love him. Like, I promise you will. And then I'm, I'll never forget, shoot, everybody I'm loving, I go to uh, Dr. Combo, like, you was right. We love Coach Trailer, <laughs> Like, we, we can never get rid of him. So uh, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty cool experience, though.
1: Yeah, that first press conference, he brought that, like, a aura of, oh, like, yeah. energy. And he like, he's like, we're going to do this, we're going to do he this. Did. Yep. And so, you know, I remember when I was in a class with a bunch of football players during the transition of Wilson leaving and Trailer coming in. Some of them were like, "Man, this dude's coming in. He oh, thinks he's the man. next Nick Saban." He came in at be-
2: our meeting. You know, he had his little jacket on, his little uh, his pants and his boots. Mm-hmm. And everybody, so we all sitting there like, you know, let them talk. Like, like nobody, nah, we don't want you here for real. Like, who are you? Everybody kind of slouched down. Um, you know, I'm just trying to give him a chance. I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody spoke highly of him. So, you know, eventually, coach always says, "Trust is truth over time." Mm-hmm. Eventually. Everybody started opening up to him, started trusting him. Um, and then, I mean, now everybody run through a brick wall for the guy. So um, it was a great hire for us, and uh, we just pray we'll keep him around.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Coach Wilson and Coach Shirley they've really set the foundation. For and sure. Along with Coach Coker as well. Oh, yeah, no They doubt. set the foundation of this program, and now it's growing to be one of the fastest-growing sure. G5 programs in the country. Oh, yeah. And so with the new facilities opening up, like, you weren't even there for that. <clears throat> and so you were just going along and now all this stuff is coming out oh, from man. different athletic crazy, departments for you know, soccer and, and ba- you know future basketball, volleyball. It's crazy. Like, it's just, it's insane. So it's yep. just the growing. It's gonna the, keep like, going too. Yeah, yep. The growing. And um, so, you know, back to coach Wilson, you know, getting let go. How did you find out? Was this a social media? Was this a locker room meeting? Was uh, this?
2: It was a text message, urgent mm-hmm. team meeting Get here in the next, I don't know, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I'm at my parents. And my parents live like an hour away. Mm-hmm. I can't come. Mm-hmm. I got to the combos, like the gumbos. I can't come to the team meeting. Is that okay? She was like, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, some, some just let somebody tell you what the what the news is. So I call one of my teammates. uh them' on FaceTime, I'm either on Facetime or a regular phone call, and I'm just sitting through it, you know, during like that, um, and, and you know, it, it transpired, you know, that way. So.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, you know, one of the many ways athletes find out sometimes yeah. is like, you know, just it's all virtual. Yeah, man. it was crazy. It was <laughs> crazy. But uh, you know, when it happened, did you ever say anything to the team to keep the morale going or, you know, was there somebody that was just so outspoken, you know, he rallied you and a bunch of other teammates as well?
2: Um, like I said, you know, that first two seasons, I didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. In my third year, um, you know, after that season, coach, coach was got let go, so I only played in three games, so it really wasn't even my team, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, but it really wasn't. So I'm not, I'm not going, and I'm not a hoorah-rah rah guy anyways. I don't really say too much mm-hmm. um, to begin with. Yeah. It's not really who I am and how, how, I'm a, how I lead. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really say much. I just told everybody, just give him a chance. Like, we don't know how he is. I don't know him neither, but let's just see how he is. Like, if he's not good, like, okay, we could say he's not good. But yeah. we're judging him already, and we don't even know him. That's not fair to him, you know? So I was trying to just keep guys mm-hmm. kind of calm and, Let's just figure them out first before we start saying stuff that we don't even know yeah. about. So that's really all I was doing.
1: Absolutely. So with that, what was your first meeting like with Jeff Traylor? Was it like oh, ecstatic? Was it like so melatonin or Yeah,
2: so he called. Uh, he said, I actually got, he, my phone go off one day, like a phone call. I'm like, hello? He's like, this Jeff Traylor. I'm like what's up like <laughs> what you calling me for <laughs> we talked over the phone like that um and then you know the running back's code called me all the coaches just start calling you and stuff but it was a it was a weird process because i was during covid um or right before covid really hit so it was kind of weird everything was kind of virtual would not really happen um and we meeting over zooms and so you're not really knowing you don't really know them kind of just talking to them but you don't really know em. Um, and I think he said, you know, all the all the guys coming in, I want to meet with everybody, um, and I want y'all to tell me the stuff that's going on good at this program, stuff so that needs to improve, stuff so we need to get rid of. You know, I come in there, and you know, we had our talk, and uh, we spoke for a while. Um, I I felt like he was a genuine guy, but like I said, I just needed to fill him out. But uh, I think everybody respected him um, just by how he was. Um, he's a player's coach, and we kind of. Understood that kind of right away, but uh, it was it was a good it was a, it was a good time you know when we first met.
1: Post UTSA college football, uh, you know you recently took up a role in uh, 210 City Fans. Can you you know speak upon that a little bit more in depth?
2: Yeah. Okay. So our main focus is to help out the student athletes. Um, my company pays I think like 47 um, football athletes right now. I think they I think we raise about. Or we give about a year, three hundred, some thousand dollars, um, just for football. And last last year we had a, a football lunch in, um, get tables, sponsorship tables from different companies, um, and, all the, and all those proceeds, you know, goes directly to the football team. Um, and uh, this year we're gonna have another one. That was our first one last year. Um, we had like over eight hundred fifty people there, so it was a, it was a great event. And you know, we we're anticipating like over a thousand people. Um, and then we're gonna branch off and do men's and women's basketball and then we are have a golf event Um, the pro those proceeds will go to softball and baseball team and all we're trying to do is get sponsorships Um, whether you buy a table you buy a team and everything that we raise, you know goes directly to that team So we're just trying to help out student athletes. Um You know, I, I was there before nil so I know how it is not receiving nothing yeah. and I also know how fortunate it could be because I was fortunate enough to get, you know, NIO benefits. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to serve serve that role mm-hmm. and help student athletes a little bit. Um, I know for a fact I have teammates with families, mm-hmm. you know, two kids, um and trying to and have a, a car. Um so trying to pay those bills. Um and these are the ways that we can help. Yeah. Um and uh in order for them to receive those benefits, they gotta do something um, in a nonprofit role whether that's um serve at the food bank uh, something in that aspect so and we're not giving we're not giving guys millions of dollars like mm-hmm. nobody getting millions mm-hmm. like ain't nobody getting thousands of dollars mm-hmm. uh we just trying to help them like i said pay for a phone uh pay for car insurance help out their family um so i think that's kind of the misconception uh, we don't have those funds at utsa and if we did we're not paying that anyways Ghost yeah. trailer we're not we wouldn't even do that anyways um so I just think it's kind of a misconception. We're just trying to help, help them be a little bit more comfortable. Um, but they're definitely going to work forward, and um, we're just trying to do it, do it in that manner.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic work y'all are doing. I see it all over social media. Y'all are moving the meter for sure. Right. Definitely, way more than when NIL first started. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and you know, with that, you know, I'd like to say, like, what are your expect, like, expectations for UTSA football going forward? You know, beyond. Uh, you know, now?
2: Oh, we gotta, it's, it, the sky's the limit, um, you know. I'm excited for it. Like you said, I was there, I, I was at UTSA before the race was built. <clears throat> I was at UTSA before one of the dorms was built. Um, I was at UTSA before a lot of stuff really went on. Mm-hmm. So just seeing it grow from when I was there to now, mm-hmm. and how much it's grown, I mean, just imagine another five, 10 years from now, mm-hmm. what it'll be like, changing conferences. That was our first year in it. Um, I don't know how it's going to be, you know, 10 years from now, five, 10 years from now. But just to see the level of growth, I mean, the sky honestly is the limit. Um, and it's going to have it right in front of our eyes. we got to just, you know, enjoy it while, while we can. Enjoy the small town, the small school, whatever we want to call it, um, because eventually it's going to blow up yeah. before we know it. And we're going to be like, dang, I miss being able to this, this, and this. Like everybody talking about the parking. Like, man, whenever I first got there, parking wasn't a problem. Like, it wasn't, that, it wasn't a problem. Yeah. Now, parking's crazy. But we want to get to a big university. Hey, I think it's parking at these other schools. Like, yeah, if you want to park, you're probably going to have to park far. But that's probably how it is at these big universities. So in order for us to get to that, without us complaining, like that's what we're going to have to, you know, deal with. So um, it's just a growing process. It's going to just keep growing. And I'm definitely excited for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, and I, this is, you know, one of the last few questions I have, did you ever consider going to coach high school, college, you know, after uh,
2: football? my, my high school coach, <clears throat> he kept on telling me like, whenever you done, I got a spot. I got a spot for you. I got a spot for you. But then coach trailer kind of, you know, hinted at something as well. And I don't know if I wanted to go down that road, uh, I play football here. So I got a lot of connection with coaches in a high school um, role. And that's just not something I really want to, mm-hmm. a path that I want to go down. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I'm not saying I will never do it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just so much more life than just football. And I've been playing football since I was five. So just getting away from the game. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy getting away from the game. Like mm-hmm. I get to go golf. Mm-hmm. I get to go travel. Like I get to do stuff. Mm-hmm so to speak, that I really wasn't able to fully enjoy because I was with football my whole life. Like, now I get to go hang out and do stuff and go to the rodeo (laughs) and and have a blast. I get to go to country concerts and have a blast. Um, Just little things like that um, that I really enjoy doing um, outside of football. You know, football is just a a small portion of my life and, you know, I just want to enjoy my life right now and that's not anything with football. Um, I love helping out. Like I said, do, doing what I'm doing now, I, I, I solely enjoy that. Um, will I go out there and watch practice for sure? Mm-hmm. What I try to tell Owen, Eddie, mm-hmm. or the other quarterbacks some hints? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't want to be solely invested in football as of now. Um, but you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see where where mm-hmm. it takes me.
1: You know, coming off of that, you know, there's always uh, athletes. I always hear athletes talk about it, and no matter what sport it is, there's like post-college athlete fatigue, where it's like you're in this rhythm of i gotta get up for practice yeah. I'm, I'm i'm used to getting up early i gotta you know eat this eat that but and then after you graduate or go to the next level it's just like or i'm sorry after you graduate um they don't do it anymore no and doubt. So there's just like a like a little emptiness of just like getting used to not doing it for so long as you do it since high school really yeah and even middle school too so it's like you're out of the rhythm of it is not playing the game you love so much anymore so yeah
2: it's one, let me just let me just say this. I don't like lifting weights to begin with. It was always a, a, a headache for me to lift weights, especially during the season. My body is all messed up, and I'm like, I play quarterback. I don't gotta lift these much weights. Like I just don't, or at least I feel like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, strength coach. Yeah, you do. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So, you know, I mess my shoulder up versus Tulane at the end of the year. So I ain't lift. <laughs> really wasn't lifting that much to begin with. So I ain't lift from Tulane until, mon- I think Monday was my first time lifting. So that was a long spread. And like you said, I'm so used to doing it all the time. Well now I don't have to do it. I don't gotta go lift. I don't have a set workout time, mm. but it's easy to fall back and be like, I'm glad I don't have to do those yeah. things. But it's, you're just, so, you're just so conditioned to do it. Um, that like I wake up for work early. Like mm. I'm one of the first in the office because I'm so used to being up early for yeah. football practice. It's just like second nature mm-hmm. to just wake up early yeah. and to go to the office, mm-hmm. so to speak, as a facility, and you know, be that guy that was always one of the first ones in. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but then also mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to, to, for the position that I am in, I'm still around the team, yeah. like often. I'm always up at the race, hanging out with the guys with the left weights or mm-hmm. talking with Coach Traylor. So. I'm in a, I have a fortunate position that I'm still around the game, just not coaching-wise, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still around to, to where I don't really miss it to the extreme. Like they see, me, they see me all the time, but they ain't like, oh, Frank, I see you know what? And they just see me like yesterday. I'm going go <laughs> to go up to the basketball game You know, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys see me all the time, too. I'm in the training room all the time still. So it's just a pretty cool little gig that I have that I'm still around doing what I love.
1: So the NCAA video games coming out this summer. And I really would like to get your input on like, what tradition would you like EA to put in for UTSA in the video game that Which, you feel is necessary? What you mean necessary? tradition? Like something that you would, that UTSA fans do or the band does.
2: We definitely, the we definitely, they definitely gotta have something to where whenever the opposing team is on offense, they gotta get some type of false starts. Mm-mm. Delayed game, something like that. The Alamo Dome environment. Oh yeah, 100%. We gotta have some with the Alamo Dome included. Um, So I definitely would say that. Um, That'd be pretty cool. All
0: right guys, well I truly hope you enjoyed this interview with Frank Harris as much as I did. And just wanna say thanks again, you know, to everyone who made this happen, you know, Clayton, uh, Aaron, Eric, Frank, and, and everyone else who played a part in it. Uh, just a really, really proud moment for me. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I started this thing such a long time ago, and you know, to see us do stuff like this now, it's, just, it's super cool to me. And uh, I don't know. It's, I've had a smile on my face the whole time we've been working on this. And thanks to everyone you know, who supports us financially through Patreon to make these this kind of production happen. Uh, one of our donors reached out and said this is the nicest piece of content he's seen from any UTSA media outlet before. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, you're way too kind. But we don't want to stop here. We want to keep it rolling. So, um, you know, make sure you support us on Patreon if you're able to do so. And be sure to go check out that other YouTube video that we have where Frank reacts to his own highlights. There's a really, really, really cool piece of content um, and got some great stories out of it from Frank. So be sure to check that out and stay tuned for more great interviews coming in the offseason. Uh, go check out Around the bird bath as Dan Nerdhall continues to bring his absolutely premier top-notch baseball coverage for UTSA Baseball, and we'll see you guys back really soon.